1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things dog pound, LGB on the L-O-B, Lockdown Browns, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We appreciate everybody for always making Lockdown Browns your first listen, day in and day out. Just you know, continues to you know cement the fact that you guys understand that we're here every day, probably more than we even need to be. But with a good football team, a good product, we're certainly going to you know cover the daylights out of it, as we always have. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, the show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow the encounters everybody knows. And, of course, whatever podcast platform you use, Lockdown Browns, make sure you're following, subscribe, five-star ratings, written reviews, and most importantly, free and always will be. We're going to some things here. Stephen Thomas from the OBR is in this week. Uh, first things first, I want to give um, you know, props to Stephen and the guys over at the OBR. Uh, finding a way to take October um and you know what the importance of this month month is as far as you know breast cancer awareness month finding a way to do some good uh with your success over there so steve nice job i all you gentlemen over there um i do want to get in and you know break this down here a little bit because i don't think this is a thing where it's a finger pointing type of thing and look i mean everybody knows what i think of odell beckham jr and you know how much i've loved the player how much i love the player coming out of lsu and you know And even more so that I love this Browns team. And above all else, this offense is Baker Mayfield's offense. Steve, I just, I think, and look, I know it got kind of into a thing yesterday on social media. And I love, because John Costco rarely goes on to social media and pulls a pin and drops a hand grenade. But he kind of did yesterday. But uh, if you guys didn't catch it, he went in a great length um, explaining his thoughts yesterday. Look, Browns are an analytic team um NFL is really really becoming a heavy analytical um you know the way things are done way decisions are made Steve you can't ignore these numbers anymore it's it's just doesn't seem to be working the way a we all hoped it would um you know the way we all wanted it to the dominance we thought we were going to get when we paired a quarterback like Baker Mayfield with a wide receiver like Odell Beckham Jr. um but saying all this it's not ending in 2021. This season needs to go on and we all agree it needs to get better, but it just never feels like it's been that thing that we all imagined it was going to be between six and 13.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, it's strange. Just it's sort of a weird situation that I'm in because the questions are completely legitimate. I totally, I mean, you know, when it goes on for this long, uh asking questions and wondering about you know why and what's happening and all that kind of stuff it's it's 100 legitimate but the way people apply those questions sometimes and and i'm not talking about john here john's very number driven and analytical and even if you disagree with what he says he has reasons for it you know how he came to his conclusion and that's fine and that's all you ask is that somebody puts in the work but there's uh, so many people out there that it's because you know uh, you still have the diva thing which i just, i don't understand he's been a uh, model yeah. uh, since he got here um uh you have that you know baker's trying to force him the ball which i don't believe um or that you know their skill sets just don't mesh and i don't believe that either uh, odell among the many things he can do uh, is he can get open deep and baker until sunday which was an extreme outlier is one of the best deep ball throwers in the entire nfl the numbers back that up year after year, even during the Freddie year. So I, I, I think all these numbers they're real. You can't ignore numbers and there's a large sample size. But we also have to have context. Twenty nine a large portion of the uh Baker and Odell on the field and these are the numbers came in twenty nineteen under Freddie, which was an absolute, you know, pardon my language, shit show. We know this and from so many different angles. And he played most of that year hurt. So we do have a large sample size, but in some ways we don't have a large sample size. So I, and there's other numbers, too. I mean, we know his his passing grades with ODJ on the field without Odell. But the flip side of that is EPA per play expected uh, um, return, you know, which is it's it's better with Odell on the field, because as we always say, Odell isn't just about Odell. Odell opens up things for other people. Now, you don't want him out there being a decoy all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But the fact that he's such a threat does help the rest of your offense in many ways. And the other thing that I would like to say is that I, I don't buy that they're not on the same page. They were on the same page frequently on Sunday. He just missed him. I mean, that, that's a physical error. That And frankly, one of the reasons we're all so concerned is that it's totally unlike Baker Mayfield. If he sees it. He normally delivers it on time with very good accuracy. That's it's. Does he see it? Has been the issue more frequently uh, than not. So he was open on that last third down that could have cemented the game. He was open earlier in the game when Baker got flushed and he hit Dantzler in the back of that helmet. He was open a few other times and he just missed him. The red so, zone route.
1: Yep. The red zone route. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it's there. It's not like there's some giant gap between the two that they're just not connecting and they're totally on different pages and speaking different languages and all that. That's not the case. It's close. It's right there. And I really think if they hit just one or two, all the pressure will drop off and we'll see a different connection between those two. Now, does that mean going forward that they're going to keep them and uh, because of the money and, you know, is it worth it and all that? I That I can't speak to. I am not as convinced as some other people are that it's definitely not ever going to work. I really don't believe that. I think they're going to click on a pretty good level here coming up pretty soon. I could obviously be wrong, but for this year especially, like you said, unless some wild deal comes down the pike in the next month, he's here. So figure out how to make it work the best you can in what you believe is a legitimate Super Bowl run, and frankly— I, you know, I'd rather have 13 on my team than not have him on my team. If I'm trying to hoist a Lombardi, uh, that's the bottom line for me. And I think they will get it figured out.
1: And it's it's crazy that it's just never really come to you know what we had hoped. To it's strange you know, now we're you know, but it is. It, it really is because obviously it appears these guys have a fantastic relationship. These guys not only you know spend time out of the facility with each other, they literally go away or make time in their off time to work out with each other right. to spend time together you don't do that with somebody that you just obviously not vibing with so that's a uh, i reached out to a couple of people and you know some responses i got back and this is the one that kind of maybe maybe think the most about maybe this being something that could get better is when odell was in new york you weren't throwing it to anybody else you, you you didn't have the baker has this luxury and now it comes down to, you know, oh, well, he's open or, you know, is that open? You know, where it's, oh, I got seven or eight yards or, you know, the couple of throws on Sunday where he didn't connect with them. There's 40. I mean, honestly, on both of those throws, I feel they like were both going to be six. Yep. And there's no doubt in my mind. Um, both of those would have been touchdowns. Odell would have a way to take those in. Then you also factor in, you know, th- that red zone route, which, again, I'm going to say again, to come off an of ACL surgery, your second game back, and to run that route you know, in the red zone where he did first things first, you usually don't tell somebody to even try it. Um, it's like, dude, silly, whoa, right? Whoa, whoa. All right, let's give it a little more time. Let's give it a little more time there. You know, Fred Astaire, calm the hell down. Just, you know, run the bar out. We'll be okay. And then there's also this. And when I remember Stefan Diggs got first got traded to Buffalo Bills. At the time, we nobody was really sure what exactly Josh Allen was. And, you know, I remember talking with some Bills people. This could be the greatest thing that ever happened. This could be the worst thing that ever happened. Because you get receivers like Stephon Diggs, like Jarvis, I mean, like Odell Beckham Jr. And basically, you don't coach receivers to say, all right, we'll watch their tape and run those routes. You just can't do it. So you have these receivers who basically run these routes with, you know, I always like to call it a little special sauce. So, you know, for Josh Allen, it turned him into a legitimate top NFL quarterback. For Baker, maybe because he has so much more around him. It's difficult sometimes, and maybe it does throw a little bit of the timing off, because Baker's not—I mean, Odell is not running the routes the way everybody else is, and he's not running the traditional the way it is drawn up on a whiteboard, the way you're going to find it in a playbook that's been around for thirty years. There's a little bit of difference to him, and look, when you're a star, you can get away with that stuff, but that also could be something that just maybe slightly, the slightest tick maybe throws things off a little bit at times. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I, we often talk about it within the context
0: of uh, offensive line play, but it goes for everybody. I, all 11 guys have to do their job in rhythm in tandem or the play breaks down. And you know, we've said it, uh, I don't know how many times, if 10 guys do their job and one guy is off by a quarter of a second, the play most of the time is going to break down and not be and it's not going to go the way that, that you want it to, get, uh, uh, to go the way you drew it up. So, is that fact? Because a Baker can be, you know, sort of a, especially in this offense, sort of a rhythm thrower. Is that throwing him off? Is it throwing off his internal clock and thinking, oh crap, it's supposed to be, you know, 2.2 seconds, but it's 2.45. Now I get jittery. Now I'm looking over here. Is that? I don't know. I, I'm not in his head. Um, it, there's certainly a case to be made for it. I, you know, I can't say for, for a fact that that's not. What's throwing him off? Um, but if that's the case, then you, as a staff and as a, a roster, you have two choices: adjust by you know a quarter of a second because you have an otherworldly talent in thirteen, and you would rather get him the ball than anybody else. Or go to Odell and say, "Hey, look, we know who you are. We hate asking you this. Uh, you know, normally we would never think about doing this, but one less juke on the such and such a route. You know, one less jab step. Just." Just one less, you know, the, I, you have to adjust that. That's the NFL, not only in game. We talk about that all the time, but week to week and, and over the course of a season, you got to do what you, your team does best. So again, uh, you and I said this last year when he was hurt and everybody was saying trade him and all that kind of stuff. If you can't figure out how to work a guy as talented as Odell Beckham into your system, he doesn't fit in your system, quote unquote, then there's something wrong with your system. You need to adjust your system. I mean, that's just the way it is now because of the analytic driven and the the contracts. And there's so many more things that are playing into the particular Odell and the, the future of the Cleveland Browns situation. It's hard to say that with any, you know, as concrete as you normally would. But for this season, especially, that's the way I would go. I would say, look, man, we want to get you the ball. So which four routes? Do you think you can run within the structure of the system the best or whatever? I, you know, I don't pick in a random number. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to call those routes for you 27 times a game because that's, we want you, we want the ball in your hands. Um, now moving forward. I, again, I, the thing I keep coming back to is yes, it was bad. It was bad on Sunday. It was, it was arguably the worst game six has played. He let it loose in his post game presser. We're not the ones, just the only ones saying this, but it was so close and and let's just say this if he if he hits just that last pass just the last third down our discussion is completely different everything else goes exactly the same he struggles all day he misses Kareem Hunt he misses Odell earlier in the game if he buries that last one and they they win by two scores everybody's saying well he you know, gritty performance. He found a way when it counts. You know, all the buzz phrases and everything. And he missed him by what? Six inches? I mean, that's 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 the NFL for you. So, I mean, the situation is what it is, and they're going to deal with it in the locker room. And I have confidence in this this group that they have the mental strength to deal with it and come out clean on the other side when they play the Chargers on Sunday. But that's how close it is. It's, it's not some sea change that needs to happen. It's there. They just have to take one last half step and make it work.
1: Point where Odell is probably going to go for eight for one thirteen in a score against the Chargers on Sunday because that is usually how these things work, people. Right. (laughs) Um, But the point is, is it it, look? It needs to get better, and when it does get better, this Browns team, which looks good right now, it's just going to take it to another level. Um, But you know, something's got to be done because you need to get more out of the Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham uh, Jr situation then you know they're not reaping all the benefits that they should be from that without right question now. and for that to get better obviously, would only behoove this team going further we're going to get to the defense here and as impressive as the week three performance was against Chicago Bears I think week four it was even more impressive we're going to break that down the OBRs Stephen Thomas along for the ride here on your latest Lockdown Browns Hey there, Browns fans. This is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible, incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back, and there is no catch. The cash back is added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Again, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, promo code TOUCHDOWN. Now, Sunday's effort against the Vikings, um, you take the circumstances out of it. Obviously, a home game for the Browns against the Bears. Justin Fields' first start. The fact that uh, Nagy may not have a clue as to what he's doing He's going <laughs> to possibly ruin another young quarterback, which he probably should have never had the right to get. It's like when your kid smacks up a brand new car, the last thing you do is you go out and buy him another brand new car. But whatever <laughs> Chicago, whatever flows your boat. But by all means, you're going to get a new stadium out of it. So th- there is that going, I guess, um, which Nagy will never actually get to see or sit in. So there's another story there. But um, I think this was more impressive. A, you're on the road. The Minnesota Vikings offense was playing much better. Kirk Cousins, we had heard all week long, how quickly he gets rid of the ball. Um, you know, how, you know, the Vikings were scoring. The Vikings were picking up yards. But for 52 minutes on Sunday, Steve, this Browns defense suffocated the living daylights out of the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins didn't tap out, but he certainly had a look on his face like, Where the hell do you guys shop that you have nothing but six foot three, 280 pound <laughs> guys who run four sixes? You know, their arms are, you know, 72 inch long. I mean, he was just, I mean, his facial expressions were, like, Where did you get these guys? And it just kept coming and it kept coming. And then you throw in that Jeremiah Usu Koromoa and I think one of the things you talk about a player with, you know, it's, it's committing to what you see and when he, you know, takes his drops just like everybody else, he takes his reads just like everybody else, but when it is go time, that foot plants. And I mean, he just, I mean, like, I mean, like Usain Bolt, he comes out of the block and he just goes, I mean, accelerates like nothing you ever see. And you're weeping on the scene really has a reputation as a big hitter. And you're seeing that more and more this week with JOK. Okay. But now you throw in where Grant Delpit, these first couple of game jitters and the game speed, that's all slowing down. An incredible pass breakup that didn't count. You know, counts for PFF because they ain't going to blow They ain't going to take it away for a penalty, uh, but did get taken away for a penalty. Uh, then you take some of the defensive linemen off the field and you throw in attack McKinley, who makes a right tackle look like it was the first snap he ever took in the NFL. And of all things, hey, Greedy Williams, First start in the NFL yes. in 20 months. What do you got, kid? And Greedy Williams goes out there and basically locks down everything in front of him. Um, even the one reception he gave up. I mean, you understand the commitment of, I will give up a 15-yard reception as opposed to giving up a 40-yard reception for a touchdown. Combats it with an interception. And again, one more time, and for me, the most important thing, Steve, is he was involved. He was a willing tackler. And this was one question we were always going to have with Greedy is, you know, it's great to say the shoulder's right, but what happens when 230 pounds starts pounding on said shoulder? But by far for me, a lot more impressive showing Sunday against the Vikings than it was against the Bears. I mean, the Bears it just seemed like, you know, you had the varsity team scrimmaging against the freshman team. Uh, this, this week against the Vikings, it was a whole different ballgame, and there was literally nothing Minnesota could do.
0: Yeah, and uh, everything we had hoped. Uh, in the off season, when we looked at it and said, well, we don't know about this guy's health coming back from such and such an injury and we don't know about this guy and this guy. But if it all works, the best case scenario is A, B and C. Well, uh, you know, Sunday was pretty much as close to A, B and C as you could possibly get, wasn't it? I mean, the only thing missing was Greg Newsom being out there and maybe Anthony Walker, you know. But, yeah, I, 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 when you can consistently get home with just four, as we said a million times in the offseason, it opens up so many options to be creative on the back end and then you throw in like you said Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, Grant Dunlop played a monster game Greedy Williams being everything that even the rosiest Greedy Williams stand for the last 2 years didn't <laughs> think he could be i i mean it was about as good of a performance as you could hope for and and the speed the added speed on defense is is we knew it was going to make a difference and it's been proven the fact that those three guys that I named and Greg Newsom, who wasn't out there yesterday can cover so much ground and can make up not only like you said, when they see something, go attack it in the backfield. But if they do make a mistake, they have the speed to make up the ground for it. Good grief, man. I, I, I mean, the, the, the ceiling for this defense, assuming health is ridiculous. I mean, the box score, obviously doesn't tell the whole story, but it tells a pretty decent story. If you know, you know, certain things to pay attention to, and it can give you a decent overview. Let's just take a quick look here. The the Vikings had 16 total first downs and 255 total yards. Now, that's good in and of itself. When you consider the fact that they had 76 yards on their opening drive of the game and 121 yards on the two last two possessions in in the back half of the fourth quarter, that means that for the bulk of the game, the Browns held them to four first downs and 59 total yards and like you said this is not the bears offense with a rookie making his first start they're
1: moving the ball they
0: they could not run the ball their running game was non-existent except for i think one play they had like a 13 yard burst or that something was like cook's like that.
1: second carry yeah cook's second carry you went around they ran the years.
0: ball i think 9 times 9 times when it's not even an option That tells you two things. One, you know, uh, you're you're obviously playing well on defense. But two, more importantly, you're getting all of this pressure. He was pressured on 53%, 54% of his drop box. But they're not doing it with wild abandon. It's not like the pass rushers are just pinning their ears back like it's a you know, 30 seconds left desperation drive and, and not even looking at the run. They're doing it within their gap responsibilities. They're doing it within discipline. And then the second level of the defense being kept clean by these guys, they're filling their gaps and they're doing their fits and they're, they're making sure tackles. That's another thing we haven't talked about enough in these first four weeks. One of the worst tackling teams for the last 20 years is missing very, very few tackles here this first month of the season. So Yeah. I I, I mean, what 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 can we really say about this defense that they didn't just say with their play on the field? I mean, as Pete likes to say, you don't have lawn furniture in front of the linebackers. It makes the linebackers look a lot better. And then when you have better linebackers, they look even better. I mean, everybody seems to be falling into their role. J.O.K. obviously is doing what he does. Malcolm Smith, since he moved back to the mic position has played lights out since that kansas city game sione takitaki has surprised me a limited role but within that role he's playing it very very well and they don't have anthony walker back who you listen to the way they talk about him it's the same way they talked about him in the colts locker room I can't wait to see what this guy does. Of course, that'll bring up a fun conversation for you and Pete about number 51, but I'm not going near that. that <laughs> you, you guys can handle that fun when that inevitably happens in a week or two or whenever Walt comes back. But, I, I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Jake break down the tape uh, of, of exactly how they did some of the things that they did. Uh, but, I mean, really, they j- smothered. Uh, th- there's really no other word. They smothered a very good offense, a veteran confident, smart quarterback had nowhere to go with the ball. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Nobody says he is, but Kirk Cousins is a damn good quarterback. He, he looked like he didn't have a clue for most of the day. Uh, the only time he beat him for any kind of consistency was when they blitzed. Uh, he three, three completions of over 20 yards all came against a blitz. The 30 times, there were 30 pass drops where the Browns rushed four or fewer. He averaged less than five yards of completion on those. That, that, that wins a lot of
1: football games, even when your offense has an off day. And even still, you watch those four-man drops, and it's literally white jerseys on purple. You should be able to find the purple, but you just couldn't. I yeah. mean, you know, it was, just, <laughs> it was just that dominating. It's like, well, I mean, where, did somebody fall down, or what is going on here? <laughs> no, they're just getting destroyed up the middle, around the edge, and even some of the blitzes they ran, you know, Denzel Ward, yeah, you want to know what? You're going to put receivers on the other side. You don't want to challenge Denzel Ward. Fine. I'm going to let my pin maker still make plays. He's going to blitz yep. your quarterback. And, you know, obviously Denzel found a way, uh, you know, with that, you know, to find some, you know, some success there. Um, Just an all-around effort. And, you know, and I'm just happy for Joe Woods because, uh, you know, yep. he's taken a ton and I've tried to say it's not fair. I've tried to say he doesn't have his players, I've tried to say he can't run. And and everybody, oh well, week one, week two. Well, look, when you're playing your third and fourth and fifth string players like he was, you're not going to the bag of tricks. Fellas, just don't give up 70 yards every play. Right. That's all I ask. If they go 13 plays, hey, we did the best we could. But now you're actually getting to see Joe Woods be a defensive coordinator and actually, you know, make calls, switch things up, you go to things that nobody's ever seen before. Because he's got faith in the talent he's got on the field. And that's at the end of the day, that's what coaching is all about. If you don't trust what you have out there, the last thing you're going to do is gamble or be dangerous or be reckless. Now and that it, he has – go ahead.
0: You're talking about trust. Uh We said in week one uh, a huge part of the loss was Ronnie Harrison going out and they didn't have the safety room that they wanted to run, uh, the dime and the nickel and all that stuff with the extra safeties. The fact that Ronnie went out on the the second or third play again, and thankfully he doesn't have a concussion, he'll be back, and they were still confident enough in Grant Delpit to go ahead and run all of those looks speaks volumes, and even MJ Stewart. volumes
1: and even about
0: MJ Stewart. how much trust they have in that young man this quickly. If, if we said this a thousand times in the off season and man, it's starting to get tantalizingly close to being true. Even though he's not starting, I'm going to throw greedy Williams into this tandem. If greedy Williams and Grant Delpit can be what people thought they could be during their draft cycle before the injuries, it adds an element to this defense that you can't even really quantify. It's, it's such a huge advantage if those guys are at the top of their game. And to this point, it looks like they are. So uh, to what you said, Joe Woods now having all of these fresh toys to play with, it makes it a lot more fun as a defensive coordinator when you can do all of this stuff and you know that your front four guys are going to get home in front of them. So it allows
1: you to be creative, and creative in the NFL is often frequently successful. There's no doubt about it. And it, it, look, it's just fun. Um, it's going to be a different different story, though. We thought Minnesota was a little bit of a test last week. We certainly got a bigger tests coming up Sunday. We're going to get to some early Charger talk here. Again, Stephen Thomas from the OBR, um, not the same old Browns podcast, the Twitch show. Make sure you guys uh, stick around. Make sure you're checking out uh, Stephen, the boys over at the OBR night in, night out. A little bit more coming right after this. this week the limited time flavor for you bill bar fans cookie dough chunk what is your favorite bill bar flavor did you know that bill bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor like i just mentioned when you talk to a bill bar fan they are definitely passionate about their favorites and if you don't know the bill bar lineup by now well you're just simply missing out coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel so there is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you receive two of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. Go to BiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, the promo code locked 15. For 15% off at com, We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your percent, 50%, well, um, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Do not forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 1st action last night, and I think the first thing I'm going to say about last night, Stephen, is how the hell do you have a weather delay in an indoor stadium? <laughs> how?
0: Well, How? living here, let me let me tell you this: living here uh, in the desert, thunderstorms are unusual for us, and last night was particularly like it was wicked. It would so my guess is they were uh, uh, worried about the power being knocked out, but also uh, it's not completely enclosed, uh, so you know there's a chance that it could come in. I get it; it's silly. I I totally understand that, but it was wild weather for us here in SoCal last night. So. If you'd been here and seen the lightning strikes and heard the thunder, which I haven't heard since I moved here, I haven't heard thunder that loud and that frequent since I moved here in 2004. I, I get it. I, I, I totally understand what
1: they were up to. And the rest of the country is like, oh, okay. Poor yeah. folks down in LA had no idea what thunder and lightning was all about. <laughs> exactly, uh, <you> <laughs> bastards. Uh, but getting to the game, um, actually, the Chargers get out early. Um, Justin Herbert, as everybody knows, obviously broke Baker Mayfield's, uh, rookie touchdown passing record. Uh, so I'm sure for Baker, there'll be a little incentive going into this one. Um, but offensive line looks like it's not that great. No, I think their long. Young left tackle is a keeper. It is going to be stud for a long, long time, but certainly looks like the defensive line, uh, can contribute here again. Um, it's a little interesting. The chargers, similar to the Browns do feature tight, the tight end aspect, um, and then you get to the absolute just pain in the neck that Austin Eckler is. There's just no other way to describe him. Great player, talented player. And it's just like, okay, everything's covered. That's great. Oh, but that, the Chargers are going to get off the field, dumped it to 30. He needed 11, and he picked up 14. Just uh, fun offense. And I think Herbert, maybe because he went to Oregon, probably most likely because he went to Oregon, was maybe a little underestimated. Um but I'm sure the chargers are over there going, that's fine for anybody who underestimated him. We are more than happy with this guy behind center for us.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally never understood it, but we weren't looking at quarterbacks in that draft. Thank God. So I really didn't dig into too much, shopping. Exactly. I, the little that I, uh, that I uh, looked at him, I was like, I don't, I don't get where all this hate comes from, but you know, not my call to make. So frankly, I don't care. Um, but yeah, he's, what can't he, what, what hasn't he shown that he can do? He's mobile. He's big. He's strong. He's got a rocket. He's got touch. He's got placement. uh, He can pr- go through his progressions. I mean, there's really nothing that this kid can't do now, as we've said with the Browns defense, the, the ability to get home with only four and get exotic in your coverages, he's still young. So maybe they can bait him a couple of times and that's all you need in the NFL is one or two turnovers. Right? So uh, I'm thinking, there's a chance that they could have a better game than some people are thinking uh, against this offense. That being said, expecting another 14 to seven win where they go out and smother the, the offense. I I, I would be very shocked. Anything can happen in the NFL, but I would be very shocked. I think the offense (coughs) is going to have to find what it had the first three weeks. At least you're going to have to get into the twenties to win this game, especially on the road. And the issue uh, for me that I'm most concerned about really is on the other side of the ball, uh, Jed, uh, he's a warrior. I love that he's a warrior. Uh, but man, uh, i I'll, I'll be uh, stunned if he
1: even makes this trip. I'll be stunned it, if he even makes this trip.
0: Well, it, it all—I I think a lot of that depends on Chris Hubbard. If Chris Hubbard is ready to go, they may sit him down. But the difference between sixty percent of Jed and non-Chris Hubbard depth, I, I think they may true, trot true. Jed back out there at least for the first half again. You know, I mean, it, getting Chris Hubbard back. I mean, I know a lot of people wanted to trade him because he's a backup, uh, you know, tackle, and you're paying him, you know, almost five million dollars, and all that stuff. This is why you keep him around. He's one of the best swing tackles in the NFL. We can argue about his contract if we want, but that's a different story. So, if he is healthy. I think then maybe they, at least at the beginning, sit Jed down and see how it goes with Chris Hubbard. But they're going to have to chip him. They're going to have to give him tight end help. They're going to have to give him running back help because Joey Bosa, much like Miles Garrett, can destroy an opposing offense's timing all by his lonesome. So uh, in a game where you're looking to get back on track after a horrible performance like that, Having a Bosa in your back pocket, you know, in a second and a half on a regular basis is not a recipe for getting back on track. So I think for me, that's more the issue. The thing that plays, I think, well into the uh, into that, and a wh- couple of ways that the Browns' offense can counter that. One, obviously, you know, the screen game to the other side, let them through, and they, they're they've been better on screens this year. Then on the last 20 years combined, they've been better this year. It's just crazy how they flipped the switch on that. And two, Chargers defense for as much as they can get after the passer, and as much as I like Derwin James, they're giving up almost six yards a carry, and we know what that means for 24 and 27. Uh, the, those those people out there who are constantly saying why are they throwing so much, throwing you know run it 50 times a game and all that, you might get your wish this week because if if you're busting off six yards a carry. Why, why would you not keep doing that over and over and over? And obviously you don't want to run the guys into the ground, but there could be a much, much heavier dose of 24 and 27 this, uh, this week and some more scheme stuff. Uh, easy looks. It's kind of like Baker last week was like a three-point shooter that had open looks and just couldn't put it down. So in that case, what you try to do is you get to the hole, you get fouled, Go to the free throw line. Watch the ball go through the hoop a couple times and get your confidence back. I think they will scheme some very easy throws for him early, just to settle him down. And if the if the running game is doing what on paper that they should, they could be in for an explosive day. I, I think they have a very good chance of coming back uh, home with another victory, even though the Chargers are a very very good football team.
1: Yeah, and you know this will be ultimate test. You know, obviously West Coast trip. Um, hopefully, a building the Browns would like to revisit later in the season after this first visit. Uh, Joey Bosa. Now, look, you know, I mean, I, I have no problem with you know what was said at the press conference last night. But if the NFL feels they need to, you know, set a tone here, and maybe you know Joey Bosa can't play this week because he can't speak about the referees like that. If it's got to be done, it's got to be done. Look, if people are going to have to deal with the Tony penalties, maybe we can't have people. Rules are rules, referees. Jeff. Damn it. I mean, we're you know, sticklers for uh, rules. The parent, right? the parent in me says, look, kid, that's no Friday night. You know, Maybe <laughs> we'll talk after the weekend, but uh, maybe it's best that you park your butt in the house and learn from your mistakes. <laughs> All that tug and cheek, obviously, folks. Um, almost as funny as Miles Garrett deciding not to wear sleeves on Sunday and the NFL kind of getting a look at his oh, physique man. and saying, oh, Jesus, somebody get over there with some urine cups. We need to know what the hell's going on in that body um so you know, nfl the weirdest quirkiest place there is um but we got to it look you know 13-6 there's no way around it it needs to get better it should be better we all know this luckily there's still plenty of time for this thing to gel as the season goes on and for right now the browns are still 3-1 and have won both games with odell beckham jr the defense has come around faster than we expected um what is the sustainable pace i don't think we're really sure after the last two weeks in the first two weeks compared to the last two weeks what really is the sustainable pace We'll start to see here with some, uh, against some better opponents and a first period ahead to the Los Angeles Chargers as the Browns make their way out there. Uh, we won't have to worry about weather because, as Steve said, the first thunder and lightning storm in 17 years out on the West Coast, <laughs> so maybe we won't have to worry about that for another 17. Um, with that, uh, again, make sure everything, the OBR, Stephen Thomas, uh, the show, the written work over there, uh, guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, it's a lot, lot more cheerier to get to sit down every day, pump out some Browns content right now than had been in years past. God knows that is true. Uh, so thank uh, So we appreciate everybody even more and more for bringing along, you know, on the ride here now as you, know, everybody, well, I mean, I guess for the most part, every board, everybody kind of enjoying the things that are going on Browns wise show itself lockdown Browns, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, we appreciate everybody for making lockdown Browns. You first listen day in day out, whatever podcast platform you use for lockdown Browns, make sure you're. Uh, Subscribe to following, five-star ratings, written reviews, and again, Lockdown Browns, free and always will be. With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LLB. Let's go.